We are on 37A, Lamazayan Mud Aleph, in this book, page 162. We're dealing with uh, what kind, what about rice, and is it what's the blessings and the chewing of things that are people's mouths and all that kind of thing. Uh, and then we, we finished off really well, page 163. We had a whole issue of the Rabbi Akiva story of Rabban Gamliel and then Rabbi Akiva jumping in literally. Why do you get involved in, in this thing? Um, supposedly disagreeing with, Rab, with Rabban Gamliel. Um, and the last thing we had is that you taught us. This is the principle you taught us. When there is a minority and a majority, the, the, the custom is to follow the majority. Therefore, we should do it. So, we're really on page 163 in, in this book, second line from the bottom. It says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer Mishmo. 251 in this book, bottom of the page. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, everybody got it? Everybody's good? Very bottom of the page. Okay, so it's Rabbi Yehuda Omer Mishmo. So, somebody want to start today? Hmm? Right here. <laughs> when she learns to read Hebrew, you better. Yeah, right. When she learns to read Hebrew, maybe we'll have a chance. <laughs> okay. All right, somebody want to read? Okay. Okay, so let's stop there for a second. So we de- we're dealing with this thing with Rabbi, with Rabban Gamliel, Maseb Rabban Gamliel was like Misubim, etc. And they brought the friend Kotabot. They brought Tamarim. They brought dates before him. Ve'achlu. Rabban Gamliel then said to Rabbi Akiva, "You bench." And then Rabbi Akiva kind of jumped in, okay, and said, "Bracha achat mein shalosh," which is bracha chrona. And that's when Rabban Gamliel says. Hey, who asked you to get involved in the argument? Because what's the argument? The argument is, since this is one of the Shiva Minim, this is one of the seven fruits through which the land of Israel is blessed, that maybe you have to do Birkat Amazon. Okay? That, the, that because it's a special fruit, that, that Birkat Amazon would be uh, expected. And, Rab, and Rabbi Akiva felt that that's not the case. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Mishmo, everything that's Mishivat Aminim, Velomin Dagan, alright, not part of a grain, wheat, barley, etc. Omin Dagan, Veloa Saupat, or it's a, it's a grain, okay, but wasn't made into bread itself. Rabbi Gamliel still says Shalosh Brachot, and Shalosh Brachot means Berkat Amazon. That's why. Rabban Gamliel jumped in and disagreed with Rabban with Rabban Gamliel. Rabbi Akiva jumped in and disagreed with Rabban Gamliel and did bracha achrona. And that's where Rabban Gamliel says to him, 
Who told you to get involved in this? You're in my house. I'm the Nasi. Shouldn't you follow me? And Rabbi, and Rabbi Akiva says, wait a minute. You taught us the principles that when there's a, uh, when there's a view of one individual and a view of Chachamim, which is the majority individuals, you follow the majority. I'm just following what you taught me. And now we're getting back to the argument itself. I'm confused. Why is it called Shalosh Brachot? Because that's what Brachat Amazon is. The other one is Bracha Achat Mein Shalosh. This is Brach Shalosh Brachot. How many Brachot are there? Azan Adakol, Alaharetz Valamazon, Uvnei Yerushalayim. Okay? Remember we said the last part of Brachat Amazon is an addition. It's not a full Bracha. Bachachamim Omrim Bracha Achat. So Bachachamim mean, in this case, okay, that after these kinds of things, including Orez, okay, Mivarkin, you say one bracha. Now I'll keep going. Okay, now if it's not from the seven fruits which by which Eretz Israel is blessed, like Orez, rice, Dochan, some millet, Corn, Rabbi Gamliel says that we say bracha achat min shalosh, meaning okay, bracha achrona. The chachamim omrim lo klum. You don't have to say bracha at all, because if they've said with the seven ones you have to do bracha achat min shalosh, what's left? Now they may mean the the one that we saw nefashot rabot. I don't know. But it, they don't, it doesn't need either Birkat Amazon or Bracha Afrona. That's the key. It doesn't mean either one or the other? It means that, it, it, right, when it says Lo Klum, means they don't have to say either one. Either one. Okay, so. Okimta. Bamai Okimta is again a Turk. Uh, Terminus technicus. It's a it's a Talmudic phrase which says, "On what is this argument based?" Lahakim. Okay. On what did they raise this argument? How do they know this? Where do they get the substantiated background that this is an argument between this one and that one? And the response. Okay. Now remember, there is there is a Resha and a seifa. The resha is the beginning, the top, or the beginning of the argument. The seifa is the next, the next part, the next argument. Okay, so right. But this is seifa de resha. This is the end of the first argument. Okay, that's there are it's the statements. There's a resha and a seifa to most mishnayot, um, the beginning and the end. This is the the end of the first beginning. <laughs> is what it is. Okay, which which is. Okay, so remember we had this. These are the crumbs, this kind of things. Okay, once you had the bread and you put, the, if you didn't put it all together, if they don't are not put together to form a loaf. 
to form a real sense of, of eating bread as such. But chila mevarech alea borei minei mezonot. Okay, not a motzi, correct? Ulevasof mevarech alea. If you say borei minei it follows that you would say bracha chakmein shalosh. Okay, that was the end. The end of the first part of our brayta of a source we read above. That's just simply telling us. Now we're going to figure out who said that, on what shita, the mayokimta. Is that following Chachamim? Is it following Rabban, Rabban Gamliel? Does it follow the concept of Rabban Gamliel that says <coughs> seven blessings, the seven fruit, Berkatamazon, if it's not, main Shalosh, or the Chachamim which say the seven fruits, Racha Korona, or with it's not the seven fruits, nothing. We're not talking about bread itself. Everybody agrees it's motzi and birkat amazon. This is something which is just a little bit different. Okay. So the question then is mani, meaning according to whom is this view? Okay. According to whom is this view? Hashta, therefore, Kotavot again, Tamarim dates, Daisa, some sort of mixture of what we call cereal, but some sort of mixture of, of these kinds of things. All right, and that says, what does he say? You say, Shalosh Brachot, meaning, Birkat Amazon. In Ein HaPrusot Kamavot do we really need an uh, something to be able to say that you would say that you would if there, if it's not lechem, it's not full kind of thing that you would need to say boremi um, zonot and main shalosh? I mean, it, it follows uh, sort of through a sense of logic in that sense. Okay, um, is it any different as such? Okay, Ela Pshita the Rabbanan. Okay, to be honest with you, most things again will follow the majority view. So you have to then say Pshita Rabbanan. It follows the the concept of Rabbanan. What did Rabbanan say above? If it's one of the seven fruits, Bracha Chatmein Shalosh. If it's not, Loklum. If it follows Rabbanan, we have a question of one view of the Rabbanan and another one. One says, basically say nothing. The other one says here, you know, what do you have to at least say? You can't say in one case that it's a, you say nothing, and in another case, the equivalent of the Prusot, you say, Bracha Chakmein Shalosh. How can rabbis, how can the rabbis, whoever that may be, we have no clue, no clue. Does that, is that the case? Ella? Okay, the Olam Rabbanan. That means, basically, we want to understand this, maybe it's Rabban Gamliel's view. Response is, it's not going to be Rabban Gamliel's view. It's going to be Rabbanan's view. But if it's Rabbanan, we have what we call a stira, a contradiction between one view and another view. So obviously what we have to say is one view deals with X 
and another view deals with why. And since we they can have different opinions on different concepts, that's fine. Ella leolam rabbanan. It is meaning this view of the sefa of the Resha, the end of the first section, is really according to Rabbanan. Utni, and you learn therefore as well. Okay, but with regard to Orez, you don't say anything at the end. Okay, so what this basically says to us is ultimately a sense of there was a disagreement on those things that what everybody agreed with regard to bread. Everybody agreed with regard to certain kinds of things. Why did we say auras was a, something that was indeterminate? Because it looks like bread. Okay, and that became the whole thing of Pesach. The Gzeirah, so that we shouldn't eat rice on Pesach, became, it looks like it could be, it may be grown with, etc. So you had this indeterminate thing, and therefore you had to figure out what the blessing should be. Should it be like Bore, Hamotzi Lechemina Aretz, and Berkat Amazon? Should it be Bore Mine Mizonot? And the sense of bracha achat mein shalosh bracha achrona, or the view even being it's not one of the seven, it's not really a grain, doesn't need anything. So that and then they have this view of Rabban Gamliel, who's brought, who had it with others, who said, "Look, those fruits by which Israel is blessed, the Book of Deuteronomy, wheat, barley, etc." Plus, dates, figs, pomegranates, those kind of things, because of their special status, maybe they should be elevated as well to do Birkat Amazon. And that's one view. That was Rabban Gamliel's view. Rabbanan say basically, no. It's fruits, after all. Anything that's a grain is a grain. And then they came with what happens if you have these you know you 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 make your breads and there's pieces afterwards they're not put into the bread itself. That what we said prusot or perurim closer to crumbs. Are they bread or not bread? Okay? And there was a disagreement in this sense. Your final answer as such is we of course hold by by Rabbanan, okay, which is ultimately a whole sense of Orez is not one of the grains. It's not Hamotzi Lechemina Aretz. It's Borei Mizonot. Today you do Bracha Achrona for it. Okay, so the Talmud again is trying to say we have different opinions. It goes back to that argument that. That um, scenario with Rabbi, with Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Gamliel held X. Rabbi Akiva held, thought it was a different answer. Rabbi Gamliel says, "How dare you in my house give me that a different answer?" Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva says, "What do you mean? You taught us the principle: if there's a majority and a minority, and with all due respect, Rabbi, you're the minority. You follow the majority." And then the Talmud goes into, "Well, what is Rabbi Akiva really following? He's following Rabbanan." That after what they had, the kotafot, the tamarim, you say bracha chatmein shalosh, and not berkat amazon that Rabbi Gamliel felt that you should do. 
So you have it again. What what you have here is a was a, a sort of a disagreement, a masesha haya, and something that happened, an incident, and then we had to explain the incident back to the beginning. Well, the, the word is normally machloket, correct? But it, it's not; it doesn't use an, a word per se. You know, it doesn't use a word per se in that sense. Just means okay. That's that's the background of, of that particular section. Okay, so you remember that we had these kind of foodstuffs, which were mixtures. And the question is again, what do you say when you have a mixture? And the ultimate answer became what? The primary ingredient. Okay, so clearly there were times where in some houses, in some places, this was the primary ingredient. And in other places, this was the primary ingredient. Okay, so if you if, give you an example, when you make your haroset, depends what kind of haroset you're making. What's the primary ingredient? But not everybody uses apples. Okay, right. Okay, so it depends what what it is. Okay, so and okay, and what's the bracha when we say haroset? Thank you. There is no bracha. No. Right. Why? Because you're making a mochi over the. the you make it mo, a mochi over the matzah that you eat. It may be matzah, it may be maror. Depends where you put your karoset. Some people do use it with the maror, right? Or some people use it with the korech. Okay. But you've already you've done. Right. But we do. But we do mochi and then maror afterwards. Hmm. One's what? One's commanded to us and one's not. Right. Karoset is right. not, not part of the. Okay? Pesach Matzah Maror. There's no Karoset. Okay? So does it matter what your Karoset's made of, actually? No. no. Because it's not. But if you were going to say, if you were eating a meal of just Karoset, which is probably better than Maror and everything else under the sun, okay? What we have left over, it's great, right? What bracha will you say? It depends what the main ingredient is. Okay? And again, in different houses, the main ingredient may be different. Could be honey, it could be dates, it could be figs, it could be apples. Okay? Chestnuts, I will take your word for it. Is it a bracha for nuts? No, bra- bra- nuts are, are basically borekriadama. Okay, so Amarava, high Rihata. Rihata seems to be some sort of mixture of flour and honey. Maybe. Kimcha. When the, the flour is the predominant thing, This is Rihata de Chaklai. What's a Chaklai? A farmer. What's agriculture in Hebrew? Chaklaut. Okay, same word. So this, the farmers 
had a way of eating this particular delicacy. Next. Dismita ikar. The flower is the K thing. And again, over flour, you say, It's not bread yet. Bimachoza, there were there was there were different cities in Babylonia. Machoz is a zoo. Yeah, but this is Machoza is a city. Okay. It's the name of the city. Masimatya Machoza. That they didn't put in that much kemach, that much flour, therefore there was more honey. What do you say? As it says, my tama. Dusha, of course, is dvash, honey. So you learn here this, it's based on what is the prevalent thing. And there were different ways of doing it. In the, the farmer's in the city. This is the difference between the farm and the city. Why would farmers do it one way and the city do it another way? Maybe what they have access to. The people who are in the city already are, you know, are not on the land. They have more time to prepare stuff. All kinds of things, you know. Sometimes farmers have less time because they're yeah, less spending time. all their mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. farming. Also, we have uh, food that is, you know, area. Um, right. Some people do that in a certain area. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe they have the bee things the where they have more access to Maybe. Maybe. Unless it was the daytime. Hadar means afterwards, later. Rava changed his mind and said, Okay? Both of them in this case say, Why? And he follows now. Chameshet aminim are kinds of the flowers, the grains. Okay, as long as it has part of the grain, you say whether it is the prevalent one or not. Okay, that's the, the eventually the way they Rav and Shmuel felt. But again, you learn, and this this does present itself with today when you're having something that's a mixture of things what is the prevalent thing in order to say the, the bracha okay you have soup and you put in you know soup nuts or whatever the case may be it's clear what's the prevalent thing well for some kids it'll be soup nuts absolutely <laughs> my grandchildren if they had the choice without a doubt right okay yeah is it what is the primary is it by volume yeah yeah You'll see it actually in, in a little bit later, but yeah, it's it's, it's volume to, to a large extent, and what is also what the more important. It's clear that if you put soup and then you put nuts in, hmm. you know, soup nuts in, what's the key thing? <laughs> Correct. So it, it's both volume and and the the prevalent thing. If you're sitting down at a meal and you've washed beforehand and you've made the mozi, do you have to worry about it making a, bro a broccoli and everything else? No, no, Does but that that, cover it? you know, not every time you do sit down and do mozi. Mm. Okay? We don't at home. I don't cook up bread all the time. <coughs> no. We don't here when you're kiddish unless we, have, we do bread. Correct. And 
Right. Right. Well, today you look on the side and see what the percentages of everything. Yeah. So you should know what to say. Yes. Right. Yeah. So the FDA did, FDA did it right. Yeah. Right. For kashrut and knowing what bracha to say. So just to be uh, a problem, if you do that for no. soup, the chemist. Here we go. <laughs> soup. The first. The first ingredient by far is going to be water. So. So the total. total Not always. Yes. Soup. Yes. Sure. So, all right. So, there's a case where it's it is the primary thing. So, it could be that totality, the amount of everything else, is smaller than the sucrose. Right. But what? And and what? What bracha would you say over soup? Shakol niyevi baro, which is the one you say over water. Right. Okay. Okay. There you go. You don't have a bracha the water, right? Sure, you have a bracha. Shakol niyevi Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, again, almost everything has, provided you have a certain amount of volume of something, is a bracha, basically everything. And we learned that, if you recall, from the very beginning, of how much more so, if you're going to say a bracha at the end, should you say a bracha when, it gets, when it's given to you at the beginning and you're hungry or thirsty or whatever the case may be. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, no, read, oh, sorry, read the next part, it's okay. <laughs> Alright, so, Chavitza. Chavitza seems to be some sort of, how do they translate it? Cooked dish. Cooked dish, right? You know, we use it in Hebrew, Chavitza, and I don't remember. They say Chavitza. I never heard no, Chavitza. Chavitza, yeah, I never heard Chavitza. Okay, uh, some kind of cook. The eat be perim kazayit. That there were crumbs in it like a zayit. Okay, remember this is an olive. With the, 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 the basic concept is that there are two major things with regard to volume. One is kazayit. And there was a question, what kind, of, what kind of olive are you talking about? It's a medium-sized olive. <laughs> Whatever that is. And beitza, and an egg. Those are the two major things when it comes to the the concept of, of things. Okay, they didn't do it by ounces. Okay, the, 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 you know. And, and and I can tell you know. And if you go back, I remember my grandmother some people would, would always ask her, "What? Well, what's your? You know what? You know what? You, before you go, grandma, you got to give us all of the ingredients and, and how to do it." She said, "Well, you take a little schmiss of this and you put it in the cup of that." And, but how much? I don't know, I just do it, you know. The people knew what they do. Today it's you know it's gotta be exact. So the same kind of thing. We're so Sadit Perim but Hilam of Because there's Perim Kazayat. Okay, there's pieces of bread okay, that are Kazayat already. They already have some sort of volume. The Shalosh Brachot. You say Amazon. The lefe perim kazayat, but if there is not already kazayat, the volume of an olive, but chilam orechala borei minei mizonot, and at the end you say bracha achrona mein shalosh. Okay, so if you're going, that's why when you take bread, you have to eat, and, and you say amotz, you have to eat a certain volume. Okay, now this this relates a lot to Pesach. 
those who are very strict of it in terms of matzah, if you ever sat with somebody who's very strict on it, they have to eat most of the pizza matzah until it's all done, and, it, and you will see that it has to be eaten a certain amount of time. The, the, the halakha is very strict on these kind of things. If you're confronted with a beautiful bowl of chicken soup that has a matzah ball in there, <laughs> presumably you say mozi, right? No, what's the main thing? The soup is, although the, the matzah ball will sponge up the soup, <laughs> the soup is still the main thing. But the matzah ball has matzah in it. No, it says matzah meal. It's not. Why is it not matzah? It's not really matzah. You don't. You don't. You say, you know, you want to be careful, and you do the mozi beforehand. Because the soup is the main thing. Most of the time when you. There isn't an olive sting of matzah in that. An olive sting is like this. Okay? Ah, that was an interesting one. I saw yesterday Avram prepared. We, we Monday we have staff lunch together because we're all here for a staff meeting. So I instituted a long ago that we should have lunch so people don't have to run home and everything else, and we get a chance to sit together a little bit too. So yesterday Avram prepared a salad and croutons with bread this big. I said to myself as I looked at this, I hmm. Do I have the bread and have to do mozi and wash because they were this big and you only just don't just take one, right? It wasn't croutons; it was really pieces of of bread. Or do I not? I said, eh, I won't have the bread. <laughs> and I didn't wash, and I just had the salad without that. So, but if you did, but if I did, then I would have actually washed because based on this, they were this big pieces like this, and and they're you know you're not. You just can't take one. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you pour on top. So croutons themselves depends how much is there to some extent too. It's the t- it's the tuffel as such. Okay, it's not the main thing. No, again, it depends how much there is when you really come down to it. In most cases, it's it, unless you put in so that it covers you know more than the soup. You don't have to do mozi. This already was on top of it. I understand. So maybe in that case, okay. <laughs> I said then the matzo ball just soaks up the soup, right? It's just easier to do mostly if you're cut up That is true. That is true, but not everybody wants to eat bread, nobody can eat bread, or you know that kind of thing. And that when you eat bread, you got to be able to wash, not always do you know. So, so an olive size, size crouton, at least an olive size in a bowl of soup, the bread would trump everything else? No. No, it wouldn't trump it, okay? I understand. It, 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 it wouldn't override with the, the thing, okay? There would some, some would say, hmm, you should do mozi, and some would say it's not really, I mean, it, it's, a, it's something on top of the soup. Okay, you can put it on if you want. You don't have to put it on. The soup is your main ingredient. Okay, so I would say there are there yesh v'yesh. Okay, there are things that people do this way and people do that way. Um, in most cases, I wouldn't. If they just, I mean, throw the soup nuts in to throw to the soup. I don't put, you know, I don't wash for that. This was chunks of bread. It was different. Okay, this was actual chunks that he, you know, like. Uh, and toasted or whatever. 
Well, but they were this big, and you have this big, and I would have had more than one, right? It's confusing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jewish tradition, right? You know, it's the old story. Yesh v'yesh. It's confusing. Not that's Jewish tradition. <laughs> Where do I get this from? Now they're going to bring you something to- totally different. Minachot Birushalayim. What is a, what is a mincha? A meal offering. Okay, you have that in all over Vayikra. You have it in the Musaf service, etc. It was flour that they would bring to the temple precincts. They would take a pinch of it such and mix it with oil and it was given as an offering. Okay, so there were different kinds of offerings, as you know. Some of them were uh, were meat, some of them weren't. This is a mincha, was also considered to be the least expensive of them. Vegetarian. Hmm? Vegetarian. That reminds of the Christian eating the bread. Where do you think it comes from? You know, we dated them kind of thing. Okay, so the somebody, now they're bringing you a case from literally out in left field. Now, most cases, the, the commentators say, we don't do it. The Kohen does it. Kohen does the Akrabah. Omer. You all know meaning that if they had not been there for a long period of time, you say Shechianu. Okay? Or the first time he does it, or whatever the case may be. And. Ah, uh, that's our key. Okay, that's why it's brought. And you take the meal offering. It's not full bread. It's not lechem, what we call lechem hapanim, the show bread, right? And you take it and you say, motzi. And we also learned in another place they're all less kazayat. Now we always said, but what do we say above that I kept pushing? Has to be kazayat. Here you have a case where it's. Not Kazayat. Okay, so they said, Porchan, Lefarek, it really means more than anything else, to pull them apart. Okay? Um, and they're into smaller little pieces, Adshemachziran the Sultan, until they're actually back to. The flower itself. Okay, so they as they were in the beginning. All right. If that's the case, you don't say motzi over that. It's not bread. Okay, it's referring back. To, it comes back to the flower itself. It's not bread itself. So he was them. Right, if you bring it all together, and it says push it together, so now all of a sudden, Larry, as, as such, you now bring all of the things together to create more kaz- than Kazayim. <laughs> this is clearly Pesach time now we're dealing, right? If it's Chametz, all right, then Anush Karetz, if, if you eat it. So it's, it's already something of Chametz because it's a... Of, of substance, it's already more than kezayin. And if it's matzah, it's enough to be able to say, "Al hakirki shemesav etzivano al echilat matzah." 
All right. So we had above that you you know you need if it's perurin you don't say anything. It's not right. Now they bring this thing with the mincha, which seems like left field. The shechen has nothing to do with anything. It's just part of the statement. That's the one everybody knows. But sorry, it has nothing to do with anything. Okay. But normally it's less than kezayit. All right. So then they come well. well how, if it's less desired and you bring it back into flour, how can you say amotzi? And if you say that's the case, we learn that if you bring it together with regard to Pesach and it becomes something of substance, if it's Pesach and it's chametz, karet. What's karet again? To be cut off. Extirpation. Mot yumat, as the Torah says. Okay? Videh shamayim, in God's hands. And if it's matzah, you can fulfill your obligation. You can be already mekayim the mitzvah of hamotzi of lachilat uh, matzah. Er son, when uh, the, the um, when it's as, as the Steinzel says, should be little tambamayim va'asaam shuv lechem. When it's made back into bread, that is, you've taken the flour, put in some water, and it's now made into bread or matzah as the case may be not when it simply left this flower okay achilat pras is actually again a technical term it is that you have to eat something in a specific period of time okay so as I say if you go to a, somebody who's really from at, on, at, at Pesach, they will say that they, they have to eat the, the sheet of matzah is this big. Most of the sheet of matzah in a certain amount of time. If you sat there and watched them stuff their faces, it's really very interesting to watch. Okay? Because that's what happens. I mean, that's exactly what happens. So, achilat pras, kidei achilat pras. And let me, there's a, it's called Otsar Talmud. I got to read it in Hebrew because it's not in English. So, I'll read it to you. The amount of time that you normally eat bread, a half of serving of bread, the equivalent of four eggs. That's the volume. Okay, zayat is one, beitzim is another. Okay. It, it, it has to do with already if you stay that amount of time in a house which is infected remember Tazria Mitzora you go into these infected houses pras, that as long as it would take to be able to eat that ta'un kibus bigadim then you have you are in, infected and you have to then wash your clothes ha'ochel kezayit midavara asur if you eat olives thing of something that's not permitted vishaha and you waited, delayed. Mitchilata achilav atzofah yoter mikdei achilat pras, and you waited longer to eat a little bit here, and a little bit there, and a little bit later. Eina ocha mitzdarif l'shiur. It does not come up to a sense. My my grandfather was Shalom, my father's father, who I was very close to, um, as long as I knew him. Uh, my, my dad was the youngest, so I knew him already. He was older, had a heart condition. He was a very, very observant, very religious person. I used to spend every Shabbat afternoon with my grandparents for many years. It had a tremendous effect on me. 
Um, and his doctor said to him, you cannot fast on Yom Kippur. Now part of the Kurtz family is a good sense of stubbornness. Who cares what a doctor says? You're not going to tell me what to do. So he would have every few hours a little piece of a kuchen and a little zip of milk. That, he felt, based on Achilat Pras, basically was not enough to be able to say I'm over Yom Kippur. Because I had a little bit here and a couple hours later I had a little bit there and a couple hours later I had a little bit there. Okay, so the doctor had told him, you cannot fast. And he said, help the doctor. Um, and this is the way he was able to feel that he was fasting on Yom Kippur because it wasn't really eating, it was exactly this. Having a little bit, waiting a while, having a little bit more, and a little bit more. Okay, it's like snacking, if you will. It's not a meal. Or as, as my, I tell my, my son, I was very good at grazing. Okay, as you walk by something, you know, the, um, something on the counter, you kind of grab it, and then you come back to it a little bit later. Oh, I only want half a cookie, but the half a cookie the later is also eaten too, right? We all know the story, right? Oh, I'm not going to gain as many calories from the half a cookie, but the other half a cookie that, that I'll eat later, that we'll see. Same thing. Yeah. Can I, can I go back to the? Yeah, during the Seder. Now, what matzah are we talking about? We're not talking about the three matzahs, are we? Or yeah, yeah. When no. you when you do al al alachilat matzah, if you look in the CRC manual, for instance, for Pesach when it comes out, we'll get it probably in the next couple of weeks. It will tell you you have to eat certain amount of volume of matzah in twelve minutes. Eight minutes, whatever the minutes are. That's Achilat Pras. That's the only yeah, yeah, you don't have, you're right, they, you have to you have to eat matzah at the Seder. You don't have to eat matzah during the week. You can't eat kumets. So that's the only time. Now, in this Seder, everybody would have their own three matzahs. No, it's the matzah itself. The, in, in other words, you would you would break up that little piece of matzah, and then people would have to have another piece of matzah as well. You break off a piece, you give it to everybody like we all do, but then they would take another matzah and eat the whole thing, or whatever it whatever the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has anybody ever seen that? Been good? You've been at a seder where they've done that. Who Merrill does it? Okay. I've never had a savior with any in years. So I ah, okay. Uh, no, I, I know my clientele. No, I know my clientele. I mean, really. So I'm sure Merrill, if you're careful about it, they will measure off what you have to eat and and eat it in a certain quickly, right? For a certain time, right? Right. I'm not making it. I'm right. I'm not making it up. Will that be a sheet of matzah from the box, or were they? Made? Yeah. No. No. In other words, what they'll do is you'll you'll say the bracha on these. Right. You'll hand out a little piece to everybody, and then a sheet of matzah from the box or in the middle plate, they'll also have as much as they need to have. You'll see the CRC guy figure out It's close to it. It's not. I, I don't know the exact volume on a sheet. I, I'll show it to you when it comes. It, it's it's about two thirds of it, if I roughly. And it has to be eaten kadeachilat pras paras that it has to be eaten in a certain amount of time. Otherwise, it's like snacking throughout the, the time, and, and you don't go on until you finish that, right? So, so the sheets themselves in, in the boxes are not halachically measured to satisfy. No, 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 no. Got it. No, 
Yeah, no, no, it's fine. It, look, this is important stuff. That's why you know. This is, these are the the additions to the Talmud that become important. The the, the, the questions, but yeah, no, so I I can guarantee. No, no, I, I'm not making fun of it. This is for their halakhically. That's what's appropriate. I don't hold by that necessarily either, but that's what people will do, and it has to be in a certain amount of time. And until everybody's finished it, you don't go on to the maror because that's alachilat matzah. No, it has to do with the halacha of you have to eat in a certain amount in order to, to makayim the mitzvah, in order to do the mitzvah and to do that. Okay? That's the key. It has to be a certain volume. And the same thing is, we've had it again, the volume is, if it's kezayat, you say, and a bread, you say a motzi. If it's a beitza of certain things, you have to say this. That's the volumes that they had. But the achilat pras, which is our talent, that's why I read it to you, basically it, it plays into itself out in Pesach itself. For those people who are concerned about it, they have to eat it, and, and, and it'll tell you. I can't remember if it's 12 minutes, 14, whatever it is, but it's a, so that it's all eaten as one act, and not, I'm going to eat a little piece here, and then I'll come back and have another piece there, and a third piece here, etc. It's not the grazing, it's not snacking, it's the matzah itself to fulfill the mitzvah. Pras is parus. Hmm. Pras. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the, I don't know. It's parus. I don't know exactly the root. Okay. Okay. I, I just don't know um, because it's a it's a term. Okay, it's a term, and I'm not sure exactly um, where it comes from. But again, this it's an actual. This is this is a book of technical terms and such. It's a technical term, as you see. It it has to do with certain amount of time. That, that a mitzvah, either an isur or something which is forbidden or something which is halakhically appropriate has to be done. So, going back to our case okay. So, meaning, you put it all together but if you're going to snack on it it's not the same thing it's not the same thing and if it's put water now and made back into what? Okay, high at shachlan. It means that you ate it. It's not shachlan. You say this is language. Shachlan. It shouldn't be that they will eat. It should be that he ate shachalo. That should be the issue. Hacha b'mayaskinan. Meaning, this is. You know when you when you go to the uh, the affairs where you do motzi and they give you these br- you bless the challah you know Rabbi would you please bless the challah All right sure okay and then of course what do they do you take a little piece like this and they would you want a piece of the blessed challah come on you've been at affairs where they do that you know All right this is the blessed challah would you like a piece no I don't like blessings on my challah what are you? You know, they, that, isn't that what they pass around so you know we all know that you either have either one of two people either one of three people do the motzi in that case either the oldest relative right okay when, when, when a generation of my family passed away we looked at my cousin and we said your turn now you know yeah. you're the oldest cousin the grandparents are gone you know that kind of thing or something okay that's a good one today you'll see thank God when you have lots of grandparents they come up together 
Okay? Sometimes you'll see the kids, maybe, or the rabbi. Well, the rabbi, of course, knows Motsi. I mean, not like nobody else. He went to school for five, six years. My God, he better know Motsi, you know, that kind of thing. So that, it's always like the invocation. You know, I've done many invocations in my life. And it's, of course, you're expected right after doing the invocation to do Motsi, right? Rabbi, of course, everybody's eaten out there anyhow, as you know. They've all finished their meals, and you're just doing the Motsi. You haven't eaten a thing. And they'll go... I mean, oh, good, now we can eat. I mean, we ate already. We're not waiting. The salads are on their table. You should write a little. You've been all these dinners? Come on. I'm not, you know, it's always, Rabbi, will you do the mozi? Can't you get somebody? I mean, that could yeah. If you're kind of a zone, I'll be glad to do, not everybody knows, you know, etc. But mozi? Hopefully, hopefully. You know, I mean, that, you know. Um, but, but yeah, but uh, I mean, at our events, it was, our family events, always the oldest used to be my, my uncle. Now we don't have uncles left in my family. Now it's my oldest cousin. You know, he said, you graduated. He said, oh, great, you know. <laughs> Should live a long time and still do it, we told him. Alibi, right. So, you know, everybody has their, their family traditions in that realm. So this is the big, no, what is it? The big fellow. Meaning it's part of a bigger thing. Okay, that, meaning that there are there are really... Uh, you know, when when you're dealing with the crumbs and the little pieces, they're substantial. It's not like your bun, you know, your little challah bun, okay, or the little bagel. This is now a big challah, which once you take out, once you pull things apart, they're substantial pieces already. All right, so Rav Sheshit says, Hi Chavitza, remember that was that mixture that we talked about above, okay, that, that, that has some sort of Afagav the late Pirurim Kazai, even though there aren't crumbs or little pieces that are on olive's worth, however, Okay, now Hama is bread. Okay, Torita we're actually going to deal with because we're not sure what it is. Okay. A tort? No. <laughs> no. Um, how do they translate it? Appearance of. I'm sorry? Appearance of. Appearance of. Okay. What is it? It looks, you know, it looks like bread. Like right, and it may even taste like bread. Okay, so even though it doesn't have uh, the, the, the the top thing, um, so let's just see here. All right, let's do orachah um, on the previous page. Hamakriv menachot. Everybody knows what Yoshin and Chadash is? Everybody? No? Ah, okay. You can go into a bakery now, the real art, the real things, right around Pesach time, and ask, ask for Yoshin, or Yashan, really, or Chodesh, Chadash. has to do with, again, in the barley harvest for the Omer. If you bought the barley harvest on the second day of Pesach, then anything grown after that was Chadash. It was the beginning of the year. Anything from the pre that was for the previous year is called Yashan. You couldn't do the new stuff until you brought the barley harvest. And it used to be that they brought it um, 
any time during in the morning, and then you would know. Um, Rabban Yochanan ben Zakkai, when he got to uh, the place of Yavne and made the decrees, Yom Henef Asur, Kol Yom Henef Asur, every day, every, the, the entire day of the waving, that's the Omer, you don't have Chadash. So basically you will find at around Pesach time what it's Yashon and Chadash of, of what's new. It's the new grain which has to be already af- grown after the barley harvest is taking place, which is set, like the second day of Pesach. So, Hamakrib mincha mina chadash, mean the new stuff, but chilam avarech shechianu. Because it's the first time of the new year, as such, in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, never mind that. In other words, that's the way the Rambam felt it should be. Okay, next one. Titat. Right. No, we won't worry about that. Okay. No, the next one. Titat tamanachot. Taminachot. Okay, so after you've done the mincha, you make it into smaller little pieces. Okay, and the pieces should be an olive's uh, word. Enomakev means we don't we don't it's not essential. It's not essential. I mean it's if it's kazai it's fine, if it's not it's still okay. Meakev is a halachic term which means it must it is essential that it must be followed this way. Chavitza. Okay, so Chatikot Lechem Shehikinud Lelobishul. Little pieces of bread of which not which were you weren't made as part of cooked together as such bitochalav or dvash. Okay, you're taking bread and then putting it into the the honey. Okay, what do you do? What do people do when there's very often they take the the challah and soap up the things, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Larry, there's your issue. If one of them is big enough kazayat, samotzi. If it's not, it's not the main thing. You're just simply, you know, taking up the uh, the, the the soup or the the gravy or whatever the case is. Beim. Mm-hmm. But if it looks like bread already, then maybe you should say motzi. Okay, so if it doesn't look like bread and such, or it's not a real piece of bread, then you say Okay. So how how is all this information communicated to the general public? Because it's pretty complicated when you think about it. Today or then? then, then. You know that's a that's a real tough question to answer. It's a good one. Um, there, we don't know what the general public knew and didn't know. Remember, there was an Amma Aretz, who was the people who were out in the fields who really didn't know how to handle this stuff. Anybody who was part of what we call the disciples circle would have known or would have been part of the discussion. Presumably, how big that was and how active that was is still part of you know modern day scholarship. We're not really sure to a large extent. If you were the in group, we talked about a chaver last year. Remember. And, and the Amaharits, if you were a Haver, presumably you knew this stuff and you were careful about it because you were also pure, clear uh, and, and careful about purity and impurity issues. 
about Hadash Yashan, uh, the protest on the border of, of Israel with uh, Egypt, uh, Gaza. Gaza. There, there was a big field of uh, a wheat. So, and the Orthodox were going to look for a place they wanted to cut uh, um, the wheat and, and do the matzah. Mm-hmm. And they matzah. engaged in buying all this uh, field of, of uh, right. and it was cut. And there are women on the border that watch for security. What happened there, the, the, the Gaza knew that there is wheat, and the Soviet will cover them if they sneak out. And they snuck out through an empty lot in the car. Mm. Thank you. That's a little bit special. Yeah. Okay, thank you. That's a good thing about Yeah. Cake is misonot. Cake is not bread. You call it cake, you don't call it bread, right? Yeah. yeah. It's boring? No, it's boring, my name is Zonot. And. Yeah, it's made out of matzo, but it's a cake. It not doesn't look like bread. Well, the matzo isn't bread in the country. You're not using yeast, you're not 